Foster here, and welcome to the Brand Forward Leadership Podcast. I am the creator of the Big Brand Formula and president of Jerry Foster Branding, where we specialize in working with service-based entrepreneurs who want to create a big brand and a strong message that sells so you can excite, delight, and ignite your market and make it easier to get clients. So please stick around to the end of the show and we will share how you can be our next guest in 15 to 20 minutes or so. In the meantime, let's go. Okay, welcome everybody to the Brand Forward Leadership Podcast. I'm Jerry Foster, the big branding guy, also known as the brand evangelist. Oh my goodness, what a special guest that I have today coming all the way from Calgary up in Canada. Oh my God, I'm so thrilled because I just love Canadians, right? Her name is Kaylee Boa Bear. Now, I'm going to let her correct me on it, but Boa Bear, I think, I don't know. It's close. All right, Kaylee, introduce yourself and tell everyone who who you are, what you do. Okay. Yes. So Kaylee Boisvert, it's French. So it's very difficult. Yes. Close. Um, So I am a financial advisor and author and speaker. And my passion really is all to do with um, financial literacy and really targeting and and focusing that on um, my key audience, which is women and young people, because those are kind of the areas that I found weren't being as much sort of paid attention to by this industry. So really focused on working with women and then, of course, young people as well, because financial literacy is so important. I don't think we learn enough of it all along the way. So I'm doing everything I can to really um, educate people and make them feel empowered and confident in their financial decisions. Well, bravo to you for what it is that you do. Now, financial literacy is a great term. There's a lot to that. Oh, my goodness. Let's unpack that a bit. What's the biggest problem or challenge that you help your clients face when it comes to financial literacy? Yeah, great question. So I think a lot of it relates to like, we just don't get a lot of the learning along the way with money. And it's a, it's a complicated topic. Like there's so many different moving parts. Um, and it's quite different and unique for everyone's different scenarios. And whether you're, you know, self-employed or uh, employed with like a, you know, a regular job or whatnot, and all these different kind of things come into play. So it's something that we don't really learn enough about along the way, or maybe anything like we can go through, you know, even like, college and university, maybe without even learning anything when it comes to money. So it's like you're given this crash course and right when you start earning an income and you're in the working world and um, it's tough like that, having all that come at you is really confusing and overwhelming. Um, So I think really that missing piece is just giving that information to people in kind of like slow bite-sized ways um, and, and, you know, breaking down the jargon, that's a big part of it too. Like we just throw out like IRA and this and that, and you know, all those different terms. And it's like, what does it mean? (laughs) So trying to like break down the concepts and explain them in ways that are easy for people to understand and relate to. And again, treating it like with patience that it's not this crash course, you're probably not going to be able to figure it all out overnight, but it's just this gradual learning process. And if you can just kind of make a commitment to, you know, being aware, reading one article or something like that related to finance 
or following a financial kind of influencer or something like that to get that little bits of information ongoing, that's where you're going to see that knowledge start to compound. So I think that's key. Um, and what happens because we don't have that financial literacy is this lack of confidence that people have. And when we lack confidence in our finances, that's sort of the the key to taking action. So when we don't feel confident, we're not doing anything. And that's the biggest sort of flaw or mistake you can be making, I think, with your finances is not doing anything, not taking action. So the confidence leads to the action, but we need the knowledge oftentimes to build the confidence. Boy, you 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 just dropped some golden gems right there. I want to start with confidence because what are you seeing as it pertains to that? Is it lack of self-esteem or they don't think they can do it? Can you embellish a bit about this whole thing about lack of confidence? Absolutely. And I mean, I wrote a whole book on it and it's coming out. So I wrote a book called Make Money Your Thing. And it really is about building confidence in women. Uh -huh. So um, that's, you know, that was really what I was trying to target with the book is like, how can we build up the confidence? Because there's many kind of facets to that. But um, yeah, so when it comes to building confidence, Again, it's we are not exposed to it. And there's almost like an imposter syndrome, I think, that it like sneaks in too. So wow. people feel like, well, I don't know everything. And and so they're like, you know, I'm not going to do anything yet. Or maybe I need to learn it all. Or maybe I, you know, need to take a course or um, before I can actually take action. So when the confidence is there it's such a key piece to just moving forward to taking little steps. Cause I believe like anyone can improve or like optimize their financial situation wherever they're at in life. But again, it comes down to taking act action. And if you're not feeling confident, if you don't feel like ready to take steps, you're just going to be waiting on the sidelines. So it's that, you know, more of like a belief in yourself. And, and I guess, you know, it, it has to come from knowing that like, Hey, I'm not going to know it all. I'm not going to be the expert, but that's okay. You can still do a lot and achieve a lot when it comes to finances. It, it is this very interesting area where like, yeah. I was reading the book, the psychology of money. It's so good. And I highly recommend recommend that to everyone. And I mean, I'm not like associated with it or anything, so I don't get any um, pay or anything from that. But he talked about how like a story at the beginning about how, um, you know, a sort of like blue collar worker had just saved up along the way and just done financially so well. Like when he passed away, people were in awe of like how much money he had amassed and compared that to someone who was like a Wall Street expert and sort of the knew it all and, and all the different tricky strategies and whatnot and and where they both sort of ended up. And, you know, the, this guy who seemingly didn't seem like he would have known anything about money along the way had become multimillionaire when he passed away. And that was shocking to people. So it's, it's like finance is this one field where you don't actually have to be the expert to do well. So if people can kind of take that and know, okay, I don't have to be, you know, the person who knows exactly what all these different terms mean and these tricky strategies, but I can do things and achieve wealth and, and build my money and, and whatnot without, yeah, being the expert. So I think that it gave such a great example of like, it's this one field where you can actually kind of get away with doing well still without being an expert. So this is great. Okay. So let me ask you this way. When it comes to, let's say confidence, people sure don't have confidence, lack, people sure don't lack confidence, I should say, when it comes to spending. I mean, <laughs> people are very good at spending money, perhaps more than they should be spending, i.e. spending more than they make. So there's no lack of confidence there. Where exactly 
are the areas where they're lacking confidence? Is it disciplining themselves in terms of putting money aside for savings? Is it in terms of investing money? Is it in terms of donations? I mean, can you kind of take us through exactly the areas that you excel in helping these young people, particularly women as you as you are targeting? Yeah. So it's, I think it's really like where you, you sort of mentioned it. Those are areas. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of it's very like emotionally tied. So I think, you know, money is, you know, just the numbers. And and I always say to people like money is nothing in itself. So we have to kind of see it for what it is. It's just, mm-hmm. it's like this abstract concept of like what we use to exchange value. But if we look at like the emotions tied to it, that's where it becomes quite interesting. And, and where that confidence piece really comes in, it's almost like the beginning of like money stories. So in my book, Make Money Your Thing, at the beginning, I talk about just like going through your money baggage and like really unpacking that and the early messages about money that you're hearing and just how you grew up, like how much that that influences your life. So if you were in a household where money was talked about as like, there's never enough, and it was like mm-hmm. a source of like scarcity, then growing up, what you're going to find probably is you're going to say like, this is too expensive, and I can't have that. And so there's so much power, I believe in that energy, like I'm such a believer in sort of the energetics behind what we're saying, yes. and what's the result of that. And so there's so much of that happening, like I would say, the majority of people, unfortunately, a lot of the early money messages weren't positive. So, you know, you're starting out with these ingrained beliefs that maybe aren't even yours that were sort of, you know, put upon you by other people. And, and you're using that to like influence your current beliefs. And you're saying things like, I can't afford that, or it's never enough, or I'm never going to have enough. And then you get into this like spiral and you're right. Like we, we spent, we're confident about spending. We'll just spend, spend, spend. Cause it feels like there's no hope or like, it's not going to make a difference. And, and those feelings come up and it's like, well, it is. And so it's like, can we look into that and see where that's coming from? And actually, because if you're saying things like I'm always in debt, I can never get out of debt. Guess what? You're going to be always in debt and can't get out of debt. So can we break down like, where is that coming from? What is like, is that even true? And then if you can actually make a shift, then you start feeling more empowered about your decisions with your money and you are directing it in ways that is going to be working for you rather than against you. So I think it's like breaking down that more of like the emotional side of it um, is key when it comes to things like spending and and the confidence in that realm. And then as well, just the confidence factor in investing, like so many people are so afraid to invest, but investing your money is like one of the best ways to build wealth. So we can't be afraid of something that's, you know, on our side and going to help. Like it's your money working for you is, is what investing is. And it's compounding interest. And when you see those charts of like, if you put away $100 a month at 19 years old, you know, at this age, you'll have this much money. It's, it's mind blowing. But again, we go like, it won't make a difference. And, and we go back into those patterns. But if we can be confident, empowered and be like, yes, every bit counts. And, you know, instead of ordering you know, Uber Eats or DoorDash for the third time this week, maybe I I make my dinner in or whatnot, save some money and put that towards your long-term savings and, <laughs> and have that compound and grow. Well, you must be a hit at the dinner parties with your friends. I mean, <laughs> how do they respond to all of this? They're like, what? I can't spend money. No. <laughs> and, and that's the thing too, like my book, Make Money Your Thing. It's I'm trying to make it 
fun. Like, I don't want this stuff to be boring and restricted. Like when we think of the words like budgets and stuff, you're like, right. oh, like yeah. nothing's fun and exciting, but let's make it, let's change it to like empowering. And like, I can do things and I can change my situation. Like I grew up and we were really, really poor. And, and so that was my beginning. But in my book, I explain like how it changed and how that didn't have to be my story. And we have that ability. Like that's, that's why I wrote this book. And I actually wrote a kid's book too, that's coming out this year and it's money wise Mabel's bursting bank it's called and it's about a little girl learning that when her piggy bank gets full she can do more than just like spend it right away on you know something uh, little or candy uh, or something like that and it's it's teaching us that like anything is possible like poverty and and this like struggle and stress with finances like we can put an end to it right now no matter where you're at there's things you can do that work in your favor that can help you and that's what I want everyone to know that so they don't feel because some of the finance books and all that the, the expectations is like you have to have a big real estate investing portfolio and you know you have to own 10 properties and this and that and that's really overwhelming for the average person yeah. and so I want people to know that you don't have to do all that but you can do things right now still that work in your favor um, it's like working out right if if you're going to be in a like competition you're going to have to go hard and like know every detail about like what you're eating and whatnot but if you're just trying to maintain a healthy lifestyle and feel good and healthy about your yourself. There's little things you can do that are going to make a big difference. So what age range are the young women that you work with? Give us an idea of who your primary target audience is. Um, a lot of them are in their 30s and 40s um, and even in their 20s, though. And it's always like the earlier you start, the better, because, again, okay. it's so powerful. Like if you can start early and the one regret that I hear people give like over and over and over again is I wish I would have started earlier. So if that's yeah. the number one regret people have with their money is like, I wish I would have started saving and investing earlier. Yeah. That's that key advice for all young people. It's like, this is what they're saying. So get on it right now. And parents with children, you know, get things set up and do whatever you can to support them with that as well. I was going to ask you, do you work primarily with single women, married or both? Um, I just happen to work with a lot of single women. I think that's okay. what I attract. I'm a single mom. And so it's like, I I, I don't know. It's the energy. They they flow to me, these other single uh -huh. women, which I love, like financially independent women that they don't, you know, it's that they can dream their dreams and go after what they want to go after. Now, as you know, this is the Brand Forward Leadership Podcast. This is all about how do you stand out, get noticed, and be remembered for offering something unique so you can then be rewarded for your individuality, be that financially or whatever. So how do you distinguish yourself? How do you separate yourself? I mean, there's tons of people out there who say they do financial literacy. They target the same audience. How do you distinguish yourself as a brand? Right. Yeah. So I think for me, it's going really into like my why. And my why was when I was growing up, seeing my mom really struggle when it came to money and finances, yeah. it was like little young Kaylee wanted to do anything she could to like change that to help. And it, I didn't really have the ability to do it back then, but I was like, I'm going to do something. Yeah. And now it's like, I'm doing that. I'm living my mission of like, I get to help women. I get to be in their corner and make them feel better and not have to go through 
through this stress. So I think sharing that with people, like if you can share your story, because stories are what people can connect with and relate to and really understand why you're doing what you do. And then, you know, from it, like all the different things I do in my business kind of stem from that. So it's writing a book just for women. So the book is for women. And like, I just talk about women and I, you know, eliminated half the market by doing that, but I'm okay with that. Like leaning into saying like, but I want to, cause that's the value I have to give. I can't be everything to everyone, but I can be really good at this because my own personal experience, because I'm living it as a single mom myself. So mm. I think it's just like really stepping into like your story, your why sharing that with other people and finding the right people that connect with that. Cause again, you won't, you know, a lot of the the success in your business is going to come from like relationships and partnerships. And you're going to find like your tribe of people out there that are doing similar things or have that, you know, similar goals of serving that same audience. And so finding those people is key too. But I think it's, it's always going back to your why, cause on those really hard days as like an entrepreneur, you remember like why you're doing what you're doing. And then it's like, oh, okay. Like it's that, you know, you can keep going and keep getting up after all the getting knocked down. Cause there, that happens <laughs> like that happens in business. I'm not going to lie. That happens in my business too. But when I, you know, think about it and I think about like yesterday, I talked to a woman who her husband just passed away and she's so stressed, obviously just dealing with that. But now she's been kind of thrown into the driver's seat of finances, which she had nothing to do up until that point, like had nothing to do with her involvement in. And now it's like, she's starting from scratch. And I was able to talk to her and help her, you know, feel more comfortable. And we created a plan of what she's going to do. And it just, I'm like, yes, like that's what I'm doing and getting to remember and, and be in those moments it's like okay you know this is the my purpose and this is my why very nice very nice so i would imagine that these ladies in their 30s and their 40s what have you probably are getting some bad advice direction uh intel when it comes to this whole thing called finances what bugs you the most about perhaps what is seeping into their soul that could be one of the things causing a lot of lack of confidence. What what really bugs you when it comes to what perhaps they are listening to, absorbing, that kind of kind of makes you a little like concerned in terms of how are you looking at your finances and your financial situation? What what are your thoughts on that? That's such a good question. I feel like there's so many I could go on all day. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I think one thing that irks me or that I see. My and mind, I by the way, is someone thinks, oh, branding is a logo, you know? Yeah, it's I, so much. Branding is my story, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, um, I think a big one, and I write about in my book is that the industry was, it has been historically very male dominated and in the money space, um, there is that patriarchal past we're coming from. And as a result of that, when we look at the marketing and how it's branded and put out there, it still seems like that heavy masculine kind of vibe, Mm -hmm. I guess Mm -hmm. I would describe it as like when we think of money and finances and stock markets and investing and, um, it just still feels like it still caters to men. It's targeted at men. And that really irks me because women need to be marketed to as well. Like they're very serious, you know, earners, they're serious (laughs) investors too. So remember that that's an audience as well and an important audience. And like, 
how we advertise and how we speak to them. It has to be in the ways that women can relate to. And that does mean having women in the, you know, the portion of where you're actually designing it. Because if it's a bunch of dudes designing (laughs) this marketing for women, I'm sorry, but it like still misses the mark. It's like, we have to really create this welcoming environment for women. Because when we think of finances and stock market investing in numbers, it still doesn't feel as comfortable for women. It doesn't like we still kind of picture this room full of guys talking Mm. stocks where we're just not we are not fitting in like that's still the vibe I feel and get so we're not doing enough to really like present it as like a welcoming space Mm. a comfortable safe space for women very good very good now I know you have a ton of client success stories is there one that you are most proud of that you would love to share with our audience Um, yeah, I have, I mean, I have so many and I write about a lot of those in the book to help really inspire women because they're just everyday women. But, um, I think by the book, everybody, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but a woman who came to me after going through divorce and, um, she had never been involved in the finances, um, and her whole kind of world revolved around like being in the house, raising children. And you could just see like, she just didn't even have a lot of the confidence in like what she was capable of doing for work or anything. And, and so kind of starting from that point to where she's come today, like at that point, she had never even had a bank account in her name. So it was like taking these baby steps and being there with her and, and patient and knowing that it is really scary and uncomfortable because she hasn't had exposure to this, but seeing her like flourish and the confidence. And now she has her own like business and she's doing so well. And she has her investments. And um, she's even like in the dating game again and had met a great man. And so it's, it's just like seeing that transformation because you get to be with them and walk beside people like that whole journey. And for going to like knowing nothing to like, she would listen to a lot of my podcast episodes or participate in like the lunch and learns I would do for women and just feel like seeing that change. It was like a whole shift in her of like a confidence or her of like coming into like who she was and, and to see that confidence, like how like that money piece fits into like this overall confidence that we can have. It's, it's a piece of it. Like it's a piece of our whole life picture. When we think of like finances, it impacts so many different pieces of our lives. So we can't ignore that. And, and so part of like flourishing and living our best lives is having that, that part do well as well, or feeling good about that part. So seeing that transformation in her was just, it's, it's amazing for me. And it's seeing truly that. that you can go from, you know, completely not knowing and feeling lost and feeling like there is, you know, no hope or something, or you're not going to be okay to like, yeah, you're going to be okay. And you're actually going to achieve the goals that you have for yourself on your own. Outstanding. Outstanding. So the women that you work with, are they primarily, you you mentioned some of them are single moms. Are they employed, self-employed? Are you working with entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, corporate executives? What what, What can you tell us about that demographic? I would say a lot of like busy, high achieving women, entrepreneurial women, but also women have gone through a big life transition, whether it be like loss of a spouse or divorce. Um, So yeah, it's often though financially independent women, women are that are now like taking the lead in their finances. I love it. Ladies who are taking a lead in their finances. Oh my goodness. Listen, if some of these women 
who are taking the lead in their finances, whatever has happened in their life, if they're tuning in and they're saying, oh my goodness, I love what you are sharing. How can they take the next step with you? What should they do? How do they find you? Yeah. So you can reach out to me on my website. So it's just kayleeboisvert.com. Um, I'm going to spell your last name. <laughs> you say it so well. I'm, I'm, so and it's Kaylee, which is spelled weirdly too. So K-A-L-E-E and then B-O-I-S-V. So B like Victor E-R-T. So it is a little hard. Sorry. I know. I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, but everything's there on my website and my links to my social, like um, Instagram, LinkedIn, and all that is there too. Or you can just fill in the contact form and I could um, reach out to you from filling in that. So um, yes. Google Wonderful. me if the name spelling didn't work, you'll probably find me. Wonderful. Well, before we sign off, is there one last thing that you would like to say to these women out there who I know are waiting with bated breath to want to work with you? Yeah, just that, you know, that I have all the faith in you and like, you just have to believe in yourself. Like oftentimes the biggest roadblock is you. And um, so do something like it might be out of your comfort zone. You might have to push yourself a little bit, but the end result is amazing. And like I said, it's empowerment on all elements and aspects of your life. When we do these things that it's like, felt like you couldn't do it. And then you did it and you, you know, you succeeded. So anything is possible. And um, the same is true for your financial life. Like you can have these big dreams and achieve them. You can have these big dreams and achieve them. What sage, wonderful advice that is. So Kaylee, thank you so much for being here. Thank you uh, for I, having I, me. I salute you. You are outstanding. God bless you for the calling on your life to do what it is that you're doing. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. Because financial literacy is a big topic for a whole lot of people. I don't need to tell you that. But I love that you've carved out that niche. I love that. That's awesome. All right. Thank so you. everyone, everyone, thank you for tuning in. Kaylee has shared how you can connect with her online. Be sure to pick up her book. Say the name of your book again one more time, Kaylee. Make Money Your Thing. Available where? Um, you can order it on Amazon. It's available for pre-order. Woohoo! Amazon.com. Check her book out. So until next time, this is Jerry Foster, the big branding guy, also known as the brand and evangelist signing off. Take care. Jerry Foster here. Thank you so much for listening to my Brand Forward Leadership Podcast. Now, if you, if you are a successful service-based entrepreneur yourself and you've got amazing expertise, I mean services, skills, talents, and abilities that you offer through your company or yourself, and you've been in business for five, 10 years or more, and you would like to be a guest on this program, I would love to have you. Simply visit jerryfosterbranding.com forward slash brandforwardleadership forward slash apply, and I will certainly check you out and get to know you and so on and so forth. Now, let me just add a couple of other things. Number one, if you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media for me? And if so, just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on your socials, okay? And number two, if you know someone that you feel would be a great guest, someone that I should meet and connect with and so on and so forth, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag brand leadership 
because I love seeing your posts. I love guest suggestions. That's how we all grow. That's how we all connect and make it through this world, which are through our relationships and our connections. And lastly, let me throw this in. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. I'm always on the lookout for not only great guests, but great content. And so therefore, because we're always putting great new stuff out, juicy stuff, make sure you don't miss any episodes in the future. So please go ahead and subscribe. And I also love what? I love support. I love love. (laughs) So your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team. So if you can find it in your heart to go ahead and show me that kind of support and love, I would really appreciate it. And on a second note, if you would like to know more about me, the work that I do, simply go to my website at jerryfosterbranding.com or follow me on LinkedIn or Facebook at Jerry Foster Branding or Instagram at Jerry Foster Big Brand Man. Okay? Jerry Foster Big Brand Man. Again, thanks for listening. Until we see you the next time, take care.